I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We've talked about some heavy stuff today, right? Police reform, a divided nation. What else did we cover already? Oh, yeah. COVID in the classroom. When I was young, every fall, my dad and mom and sisters, we'd pile into the car. The minivan, I think it was. Uh, Don't tell anyone. It was a minivan. They're practical, I hear. We would drive down to a balloon festival and... We would all gather in this big giant field and we would see the balloons, uh, dozens and dozens of them all spaced evenly across this big giant field. And I don't know the right terminology. I don't know what the what the flame part is called or uh, the basket probably. That's, they, they probably call the basket part the basket and then the balloon part the balloon. Beyond that, the terminology is all foreign to me. Uh, but we would see them uh, ignite it and the, the hot air fill the balloon and slowly but surely the balloons would, would fill and rise, we'd see the colors of the different cloth patches, and then one by one, uh, they would take off. And depending on the the wind that day, uh, they would all head off in the same direction, and before you knew it, you could see dozens and dozens of balloons uh, peppering the sky. And I got that image lodged in my head from a very young age. And then as life has gone on, I always get a thrill to see uh, a hot air balloon rising uh, up in the distance when I'm on some kind of little road trip or drive through the countryside or, or wherever it is that I find myself. When I see a hot air balloon, uh, I feel like a kid. I got lucky on my wedding day. Uh, <laughs> I, I was We were taking photos afterwards, and there over our shoulder, uh, as my wife and I stood side by side, the photographer was saying, uh, hey, uh, could you tilt your head, tilt your chin just a, a little bit? And uh, right at that moment, there was a hot air balloon that came up over our shoulder. And we have some photos of that. And uh, I've got those framed. And uh, the hot air balloon photos from the wedding day are the, uh, the most fun uh, images of that day. And so it broke my heart yesterday when I see the following story. It reads, three Wyoming sightseeing balloons crash, as many as 20 injured. And I thought, how the heck, how in the heck do three balloons go down? What type of, what are the phenomena, what happens uh, to bring three balloons down all at once? Which, which, which wrong decision was made and by whom? Now luckily, I'm able to report to you that, that uh, no, one was, uh, no one lost their life. There were a number of uh, serious injuries. Uh, in fact, here is some audio from a gentleman named Clinton Phillips, who was with his wife and their three children uh, on one of these balloons and recorded the scene immediately uh, after the crash. Is anything broken? 
we just crashed at Hatebalu. Just crashed. Oh my gosh. Oh, are you okay, my family? Oh my gosh. That was Clinton Phillips. He was there with his family, three kids. Luckily, they all survived, but you could hear in the background there were some agonizing cries. These balloons all went down uh, near Jackson Hole. They did not crash into each other. The exact cause is under investigation, but weather was apparently a factor. I became aware of this uh, via an email last night sent around by a coworker of mine, Joe Davis, uh, a reporter with KSL, also a licensed pilot uh, who once was dragged across a field while hot air ballooning in Pleasant Grove, uh, also a uh, former director of operations for Continental Airlines in Salt Lake City and uh, current PR uh, for the Air Force, uh, Jack of all trades, joining us now. Uh, Joe, how you doing? I'm great. How are you, Lee? Not too bad at all. T- tell me, tell me real quickly about being dragged across a field while a hot while a hot air ballooning. Well, I guess first and foremost, I should tell you that a lot of people don't realize that many pilots are afraid of heights, right? And when we're in a fixed wing aircraft or a helicopter, we always feel a little more invincible because I think when you're when you are afraid of heights, those still feel like you're you you're you're not really out and exposed to that altitude and yeah. i think for me going in a hot air balloon the first time was uh, i kind of went to that with a little bit of trepidation anyway but i was filming a, a segment for an outdoor show and was asked to go to an event where they had a you know kind of like you you mentioned with your childhood the big balloon event and uh i reluctantly got into this thing because i am terrified of heights and uh, we got up to altitude, and I was literally on the, you know, sitting in the bottom of the basket trying to film with a camera over my head instead of actually wow. taking good shots, probably. But, uh, you know, I, it, 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 everything seemed okay, <laughs> you know, given those circumstances. But the thing that I, I don't know, I, I've never been a particularly big fan about with, these, you know, with balloons is, uh, you know, the fact that you've got a few ropes that are holding, the, you know, the, holding that basket. Uh, onto the balloon, and, and my lighter-than-air friends are going to be probably a little bit angry at me because I do not have that rating yet, and so I can't speak to all of the specifics of how the you know the, how the, the entire system works. But when you're there, it just sure feels like there's not much holding you up. Well, you realize how much more rugged that is once you actually come down in bad weather. And we had a we had a weather incident that hit us while we were up. And probably we hadn't, uh, I don't know if we necessarily had planned enough to get down quickly enough and, and I had a good spot to do it. So when we, when we approached the field that we were going to try to land in, uh, the wind had really kicked up and we got dragged roughly, I don't know, hundred and about about a hundred yards, maybe a little more across the field in that basket. And, you know, you're hitting rocks and dirt and piles and, you know, if God, you know, goodness if there's a fence, you, you know, that really gets scary, which apparently one of these balloons did hit a fence yesterday. But I, that was the end of that. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> you know, you just, yeah. it, it's a one-time experience to have it go bad and not want to do it. But I think it's a rare experience that, you know, someone would have something like this happen. You know, we, I live up in Park City, um, and uh, I can tell you that uh, there's balloons up every morning. There was one up this morning. Um, you know, it's the best time to do it, which these people did a morning ride as well. And the weather is typically best because you don't really have wind. Wind comes from the uneven heating of the earth. So through the daytime, that happens, and you get afternoons that can be pretty unpredictable. But in the morning, it's pretty calm, which is why most people like to do that, you know, to do those flights in the morning. And uh, apparently in this particular case, for these folks, this was 
you know, something that hit them kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, fascinating. Now, understanding, as you mentioned earlier, you, you, your piloting license, you're not rated to, to pilot a, a hot air balloon. Uh, but right. as best as you can describe, what, uh, what, are, what, are you deter- what are you looking for uh, in one of these early mornings when you're deciding whether or not the conditions are right? Yeah, so calm winds, but predictable winds too, right? I mean, a, a big part of what, you know, these, uh, you know, see a lot of balloon companies up here that do these rides. And, uh, you know, the idea is that in some cases the wind is almost like, you know, almost a box, if you will. Let's just mm-hmm. think about a three-dimensional box. You go up to altitude, the wind is going to take you, let's say, south. You come back down a little lower, and it'll blow you back north. And so you can kind of make a pattern and, and you know, have a very predictable place to land. Uh, kind of, you know, you, if most of these guys have been doing it so long that they've, they've very much predict, you know, have a very predictable flight path. Yeah. And so it's a very safe operation. I think that, you know, there are a lot of factors that go into this. And, you know, I think, you know, in talking to some of my balloon friends today who said, you know, look, I don't really want to say anything about it, uh, you know, because it can happen to anybody. Um, but they all did agree to this. They, you know, the, the couple that I talked to said, look, there are human factors involved here, right, and decision-making. And when you're looking at doing multiple balloons or if you have a company that has, you know, a big booking, there's a lot of pressure, right, to do those things. Yeah, that's and, a big payday for all the people involved. Right. And so it, it comes down to an issue of, you know, making that go, no-go decision and sometimes doing that when – you obviously really want to go from a financial aspect, from, you know, pleasing people aspect to, you know, I, in human factors, you talk about even things of, uh, of peer pressure yeah. um, that would encourage you to go even if you should not. And we've seen this in some big balloon festivals where things have happened. Yeah. And those human factors can't be denied. That's, that's part of that. And so for my friends who I talked to this morning, you know, with reference to this crash, they said, well, look, there, there's no doubt there's a human element here. There is. Uh, going to be a pilot error part of this for sure uh, in, you know, in going. Clearly weather definitely appears to be part of that. Um, but I think the other parts of it, you know, that we typically look at with, you know, with, with aircraft, with fixed wing aircraft or helicopters, you're looking for other things that might go wrong, mechanical things like that. And it doesn't sure. seem that there's anything to indicate something like that in this yeah. particular case. Uh, Joe, I got to let you go. Thank you so much for this masterclass. Absolutely. Uh, uh, fascinating <laughs> stuff. To me, it's been just a, a kind of a romantic vista out there on the horizon. Uh, I have never taken the time to really uh, learn and have a conversation with what goes into that, some of the risks uh, and some of the dangers and some of the, the protocol you got to follow to operate this yeah. hobby safely or this business. So thanks for enlightening me. Uh, Joe Davis, reporter Absolutely. with KSL, licensed pilot himself. Thanks so much. Anytime, anytime, Lee. Thank you for having me, and uh, encourage people to try. You know, get up and balloon. It's it, it is a safe, it's certainly a safe activity when uh, when practiced with those uh, you know those human factors in in in, uh, in your head. Very good. All right, we're going to take a quick news break here. When we return, we are going to set our sights on mail-in voting. There is a debate playing out across this country. Uh, Spencer Cox has some thoughts to share on that. So too does President Trump. I'll share them all with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.